0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sermon text this morning comes from our Gospel lesson, Luke chapter 12. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the state of Minnesota is known as the land of 10,000 lakes. Whether that is the exact count, I don't know. I grew up in the northwestern part of the state where there are no lakes in sight. So you can understand my doubt in that number. In the northeastern part of the state, though, there is a series of lakes called the Boundary Waters. The Boundary Waters is notable for the calm and peaceful environment and scenery. When in that environment, it is easy to be drawn in by the peacefulness of it. It is easy to forget the cares and troubles of the world. Why does it seem so peaceful and calm? Maybe it's because, just for a while, we're able to take in and enjoy God's creation without division or strife getting in the way. It is very similar to the peacefulness of getting away from city lights and looking up at the stars, like Pastor described in his sermon last week. To be sure, there is a lot of division in this world. Not the division between a Packers fan or a Vikings fan. No, I am talking about division in human relationships. And In human relationships, there is constant division and drama. Friends sometimes don't get along. Friends may turn against each other. This can even happen within our own families. Yes, even within Christian families. Division is common in this world. In our gospel lesson today, Jesus transitions from encouraging his followers to be watchful to speaking about division. This division he speaks of is not the division between sports teams or political parties. No, it is greater than that. Jesus said, Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. The disciples often understood Jesus' mission or misunderstood Jesus' mission here on earth. Jesus was about to face the baptism of his passion on the cross. Jesus would face pressure from all sides, and how he wished that it was already accomplished. He longed for God's plan of salvation to be fulfilled. Jesus didn't want the disciples to be unaware Or live under the misconception that they would escape the same trials and conflicts that he would face. Certainly, the disciples understood that they would face a persecution. But they thought that Jesus would eventually establish an earthly kingdom. They thought that Jesus would bring earthly peace. Just think about the way we envision that first Christmas night. The shepherds out in the field... Quietly watching over their flocks by night. Mary and Joseph in the stable with the baby Jesus, the star shining in the east. Just the imagery of that night is peaceful. It was not on that first Christmas, or it was on that first Christmas night when the angel with the multitude of the heavenly hosts praised God and said, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he's pleased. This peace that the heavenly host spoke of is not a peace that is of human comprehension. It is not an earthly peace. It is not a peace where everyone is in harmony with each other. Rather, it is a peace which surpasses all understanding. It is a divine peace which comes only through faith in Jesus Christ. Indeed, we do not live our lives for the peace of this world but for the sake of Christ. Jesus said, For from now on in one house, there will be five divided, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided, father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. This may come as a surprise to us, here, we get a picture of division between, within our closest relationships with family. This division is spiritual. There will be those who persistently reject the gospel of redemption through Christ. Our most closely knit households, long-standing friendships, and our most intimate blood relationships very well could be divided because of opposition to the gospel. Yes, there very well could be division between us and those closest to us. Even David wrote in Psalm 41, My close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted his heel against me. Maybe you have some high school friends, college friends, or co-workers who are your best friends. You do everything with them. You play in the same sports teams, ride the same school bus. Go to the same restaurants, movies, the football game, and so on. But when it comes to your faith in Christ, they start to reject you. David also wrote in Psalm 55, which is today's intro, For it is not an enemy who taunts me, then I could bear it. It is not an adversary who deals insolently with me, then I could hide from him. But it is you, a man, my equal, my companion." my familiar friend. When you are mocked or ridiculed by your own close friends, or even by your family, it can be hard to understand. At times, there will seem to be hostile enmity and opposition to Christ. Others may not understand why you are a Christian. They might even make fun of it. Yes, there will be divisions in our relationships. But remember this from 1 Corinthians For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. To those who do not believe, the cross is folly. The minds of unbelievers have been blinded. To them, the gospel is but a savor of death unto death. But we have been redeemed. We have been saved. The peace spoken of by the heavenly host is peace given by God's grace. It is a peace beyond our understanding here on earth, for we have nothing to compare it to, not even the peacefulness of the boundary waters. Jesus does bring a kingdom of peace. No, not an earthly peace, but a heavenly peace. Indeed, out of grace, God sent his Son to redeem you. On the cross, Christ brought peace on earth when he redeemed you. Christ purchased and won you from all sin, from death, and from the power of the devil. He did this not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood, innocent suffering and death. Through Christ, you do have peace. You have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In your baptism, you took on Christ's righteousness, and this gives you peace. As a matter of fact, at the end of the baptismal rite, the pastor says, peace be with you. In your baptism, the sign of the cross is made over your forehead and your heart as your sin was washed clean in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Today, you are reminded of this peace you received at your baptism. You are reminded of this peace every time you make the sign of the cross. You are reminded you are a child of our Heavenly Father. Now the word peace appears five times in the divine service after the words of institution. After the bread and wine have been consecrated, the pastor holds up the body and blood of Christ and says, The peace of the Lord be with you always. Immediately after that, the congregation sings the Agnus Dei. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Grant us your peace. This peace is given to you as you partake in the Lord's Supper. Gathered around the Lord's altar, you do receive peace. For gathered around the Lord's altar, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of His body and His blood on the cross. And this does give us peace. As we are dismissed from the rail, the pastor says, May this true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in the true faith to life everlasting depart in peace. Just as Simeon proclaimed, we also sing in the Dimittis, Lord, now you let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared in the sight of every people. A light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people, Israel. Simeon was ready to depart this world in peace. We also are ready to depart this world in peace. We are ready to depart this world in peace, for we will be in the presence of our Heavenly Father. Christ said he came not to bring peace, that is, an earthly peace. The peace Christ spoke of is even greater. It is a peace which surpasses all understanding. In Christ, we have eternal spiritual peace. We have peace with God through the redemption offered to us by His Son, the redemption purchased for us on the cross. The eternal relationship we have with Christ is greater than any earthly relationship we may have. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding Keep our hearts and minds to Christ Jesus, to life everlasting. Amen.